Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello. Tonight is September 12th. 2020, and we are in the archetype of Virgo. The sun is in Virgo, but we're talking about an aspect that's been in our consciousness now for, well, since June 28th, and that, or 27th, there's different calculations on that, and that is Mars in Aries, and it's retrograde. It just went retrograde a few days ago, and it's going to continue for a long time, until November 13th, I believe. And it won't totally leave this transit in the first spark of energy known as Aries, the beginning of the zodiac, that starts our developmental patterns until January 7th. It's a six-month transit. Usually Mars zips through a sign maybe in two months. But not when it goes retrograde. And of course, just a comment that's always from our viewpoint here on Earth. But nevertheless, we experience life through these energetic uh, archetypes, I suppose we could say, of course, that, that, that translate through the lenses of who we are with our state of consciousness and the experiences and the times and and heritages and our conditionings. All of these are being so wrought at this moment as far as a branding of our lives and the reformation, the catalyst, the you might say also the composting. All these are related to some archetypal energies that are all in the cauldron of life at this moment because Aries is the spark that initiates and separates and reforms identities. We're into it. And tonight, we will discuss that more because now it's time for Cosmic Collaboration. Investigating the deeper questions of this month's archetype and integrating spirit and matter for unified wholeness, this is your Cosmic Collaboration panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Shannon Hayes certified evolutionary astrologer and consultant including Mayan astrology. I'm a stargazer and I work with animal spirit cards. I own a hair salon, I'm a nature lover, animal activist, and photographer. And I'm Amanda Pierce, a soul-centered astrologer, astrological consultant, and empowerment-based meditation teacher. I have a BA in psychology, I'm a wellness enthusiast with a passion for healthy eating, and I enjoy creating new realities and shifting old paradigms. And like the Sufi poet Rumi says, you are the entire ocean in a drop.
energy. It's so appropriate because Aries is energy. So I welcome both Shannon and Amanda gladly, wonderfully. We repeat every month and have been for a year now. Very exciting. And remember, all of you, you can subscribe and hear these updates when we are returning and the different weeks that go along with the subjects. And we also are on Podcast One, which is all at Talk Cosmos. You can find all about that and the guests. So I think what we have been beginning with these talks is to try to say one thing that from our heart or our mind or something just seems to burst forward to say, yep, that's one thing that we feel is important. So I'm supposed to start something off. And I think it's working with spontaneity because that's at the moment that's what I'm working with. And it seems so appropriate that our spontaneity that is a conjunction maybe between Jupiter and Mars, which we will talk about later, is not always working so well under the circumstances with Mars retrograde. Okay, Shannon, what would you say? Uh, I would say something sort of similar, except that uh, it would be that just because you're putting something out there, like you're working, and um, you have to have a good plan in place somewhere, but at the same time be flexible because the plan could change at any moment. <laughs> so it's good to have some things <laughs> set into place as a back, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> back up C and D. And t- yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, you know, some, some things in your closet to pull out in case you have to make a fast switch. <laughs> yeah, or just ready for the moment. Yes. Right? Yeah, just ready Beautiful. for the moment, right? Because it changes quickly these days. <laughs> Thank you. And Amanda, what would you add? Well, I'm going to ping off of both of um, both of your ideas uh, it's basically just about kind of going with the flow and you know if there's if you are thwarted in one area then just allow yourself to flow into something else because that is what we are dealing with right now and it is tricky because Mars an inner planet meaning it's a personal planet. There are nine planets, as we recognize in our solar system. Maybe eight, but we still consider Pluto as a member. Um, and so it is on a, a very functional basis in our immediate lives. And, um, boy, yes, that's all I wanted to say at that moment because th- there's just, oh, identity. It's like reforming new identities. It's in, that's what I was thinking, too. This transit, as it's moving through Aries, and at this moment, as it's retrograde, as we had discussed and we will continue, is an aspect to just many of the planets. So whatever we're working with needs to relate to other people and other circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, and it's also like, well, because, too, it's like we've also had even though this isn't just the Mars, but with the Mars, so many other things have been happening, like the Sun, um, Neptune opposition, the uh, Mars is squaring uh, Jupiter and Pluto, even though it's like, you know, Mars is past that. 
All but, in Capricorn. Right, all in Capricorn, right? I mean, it's also like, you know, it's going to, um, Venus will also be squaring it. So it it's kind of, I mean, it's a time where it's like you may not really know exactly how to plan things out. But with the Jupiter, it's like you kind of need some sort of a plan, even though things are going to change really quickly. And it's, you know, it's, it's also about, um, it's about because it's hard to feel like you're in your own power right now. You know, it's easy to kind of be, to feel kind of sulky or kind of down and you may not feel like you're on top of your game or you have control, but I mean, the Mars retrograde is also, um, as my teacher, Maurice Fernandez put it, it's about reclaiming, you know, your own power and your own sense of destiny, I guess. Amanda, I know you wanted to talk about because all of this is correct, but I'm thinking we wanted to lay a foundation, and I just remembered that. Perhaps you'd like to comment on what Mars is or what Aries, and of course we will interject. But well, you know, Mars, Mars is forward action, so this is it, Mars doesn't like to be retrograde because it's all <laughs> about just moving forward, and Mars, of course, in Aries, it's, is in its own sign. So these two are super compatible and very strong together. So this is very strong Mars energy that we have been working with since uh, June 27th. And in the July period, Mars was, it was moving at a decent speed, it was not hampered, it was Mars being Mars. And once um, July 25th hit, that's when we went to the the pre-retrograde shadow at 15 degrees Aries. And that's when things started to slow down and got maybe a little more challenging. But um, yeah, Mars, is, Mars and Aries are there. It just wants to go and take action and not think about things. It, it is just all about getting it done and getting that immediate satisfaction. Uh, and the retrograde really isn't designed to allow that <laughs> it is true it's a fire sign it is the first fire sign and fire is energy and it it just moves it it's not a thoughtful thing it's just a instinctual and i think that's part of the facet is to look that's where astrology helps illuminate you know the, the energy that we're dealing with and it has great function mars i know in its really in a beautiful manner, is our courage to defend causes. You know, and it's not so intellectual. It isn't like, oh, yes, we're all sitting down and agreeing with this. But instinctively inside, one feels greatly that there is a cause to defend or to fight for. It's the warrior. And obviously it can have... um, ramifications of of great violence in that process and depending who's on which side because it is in that access of um, self and other so it's all relationships and I think that's what it all boils down to is we're in this huge lens of refocusing our relationships of self and how we connect into like Shannon was saying purpose and 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 you're saying, um, well, we're all saying the same thing, right, in some ways, yes. Yeah, 
And I love that you brought up the word courage for, for Aries. That is one of the, the um, highest expressions of Aries energy. And the, the Latin root of courage is core. Ooh. And core means heart. <gasps> And what's interesting is if you look at the word courage, you've got the the core as the beginning as heart and it ends with the word rage. So it's almost like it's it's a, a rage from the heart. Wow. Oh, I love and, that. Mm-hmm. And that is and of course the heart energy is very fiery. We generally associate it with Leo, another fire sign. But it really it really fits here because Aries is really it's really fighting and it's fighting for survival, and um, in order to to really work with this retrograde energy, it um, it it can be helpful for us to really find our inner courage because because it's so reactive and so focused on survival, it sometimes doesn't want to stop and reflect because it, it feels like we're not going to survive if we do that. And so having that courage to just kind of take a, take a step back to slow down and know that it, there is going to be some benefits to doing this, um, it would really, really behoove us all <laughs> to yeah. do that during and this time. A couple of words came out to me too, and it reminded me that in astrology, one of the, uh, it's cycles and it's relationships and it's developmental. There are 12 signs and Aries is the start at the eastern horizon of starting with a horoscope, which also with Native American and other indigenous was how the entry to uh, sweat lodges and, and you know the, it's the rising sun. And so... We, but it's separating from the last sign, Pisces, which embodies the womb of time, of universal cosmos, of everything. And then the second sign of Taurus is that spark that actually roots into surviving that life that it has. So I was thinking of how perfect it was that you brought that in with um, survival and, and the fighting process of it when you saw like a lot of the fighting going on this summer with all the protesting Mm -hmm. right defending causes defending yeah and there is that exactly and the whole thing with the the protesting and defunding of the police there's a mars saturn too with that right deconditioning yeah well and defunding i mean and people upset because of their survival the lack of the lack of care that's been given and people feeling you know being defensive defending their rights you know and having the courage to do it standing identity up, autonomy right? to be yeah, their autonomy the right? dignity to be sorry Ab- yeah I'm just absolutely yeah because i know what go ahead oh i was going to say one of the interesting things about the protest that we saw is the protest started when mars was in pisces which you don't generally think of Pisces is being a fighting uh, sign, but Mars is obviously a fighting, or Mars is a fighting planet. Uh, and Pisces it's, is, is about the underdog. And the so it's fighting for the yeah. underdog. 
Yeah. And the oneness, the oneness of all. And there's no and boundaries. The oneness. Well, and I no have boundaries. Mars in the 12th house with, in Cancer. And I mean, I, that's a total like fighting for other causes symbolism. Mars and yeah. Pisces, you know, it's like it's um, it's um, yeah, like you said, fighting for the underdog. But it also has a lot to do with service. And Mars is a service orientated sign. You know, I mean, Mars instinctually will go. It's and very it, generous. It yeah, will help. It can be generous, but it also it is service, you know, and combined with the twelfth house and with water signs, it is mm-hmm. one of the ultimate ultimate service energies. It'll jump right in. I mean it is energy, it's fire, even though it's dampened. And another aspect I know we've tossed around is the fact that this Mars retrograde is sandwiched in, you might say, bookended by Venus Square Mars both just at the beginning, which is, has just started now as a f- few days ago, and just before it ends on the n- November 9th, I think, is when Venus squares Mars again for the third time. Well, and- actually, mm-hmm. it's uh, Venus in November, November 9th, it's Venus and Libra opposing Mars. So it's... Oh, it right? is? Yeah, it is. Oh. And then once um, Mars is out of Aries, then Venus will square Mars again. Okay, well, in our conversation, I, I missed. Yes, I think we no, missed. yeah, we were discussing that, but I, I verified it, and it's an, okay. it's an opposition because it so. will be then later on. There are three squares, yeah. but not yet. Well, opposition is still very that consciousness of awareness. So it's still bringing the Venus and Mars together in a dance. Yes, it so is. it's like so Venus and Mars are there's. They're squaring, um, what was the dating? It's September 3rd. So this is six days before Mars goes retrograde. And it's at, I mean, it, it's at 27 degrees. Mars goes retrograde at 28 degrees. So it's it's almost exactly the, yes. the, the space of Mars's station retrograde. And when you're looking at that square energy, it's like, it's like two people trying to move through a doorway at the same time (laughs) and neither one wants to give um and and there's just a lot of frustration and tension with it now in this situation mars kind of has the upper hand because it's so strong in aries and venus it'll fight in cancer isn't (laughs) it's not quite as strong yeah and then when you get to november 9th with the opposition there's a little more distance and and an ability to kind of see the other one so it's like the two are standing across from each other in a room and they can see each other a little more clearly. Well, I think Shannon's hot to say something here, but it's values of Venus and the action of Mars. And in this, I don't know, um, stepping stones of condition of, of plateaus of, of experiences that we're navigating as well, I'll jump forward as, as Jupiter and, Saturn conjunct every 20 years in Aquarius in December 21st. There's many, many layers that we're going through. Shannon, what's on your mind? Oh, oh. Nothing. I was just, I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a lot. I was like, I don't know where to start. There's where, so much. Where do we pull the thread? Oh God, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Um, I was just like kind of thinking about like, you know, what man, Amanda was saying, looking kind of in the future and how um, 
and just how like with all this stuff that's going on and with Mars going retrograde it's like it's like it's like the whole stopping and starting thing you know it's like you have all these things that you want to do you want to get started and and it's true it's like you're looking at things that are like uh like things you you have into place but like you don't totally have into place and um nothing's just kind of really happening at the moment you know so it's squeaky right it's kind of squeaky so you know it's like you you start like looking at stuff in the future so you can kind of figure out like how to have some escape sort of escape and a, jump to the Yeah, exactly. Escape <laughs> and jump into something the right Jupiterian. Like, oh, like, I can leapfrog. <laughs> yeah, well the Mars is like looking for an outlet, right? It like it want like you said, it's like, it wants to go, right? But it's like there's there's still quite a few obstacles, I guess. Well what I was thinking. I am moving, as Shannon is, and so I've been in the process of letting go of a lot of things and reviewing. And I have the two books on The Course of Miracles, which I've kept for many, many years and kind of leafed through and barely started. But I happened to flip it open before I'm going to give it away. And what came up was so perfect for Mars. It said, I'm, because it's what it was getting down to is that if we give up attack thoughts that... That this idea of ourself, I mean, I'm thinking of sort of the purpose, right? We're all thinking about our re-identity. Not, is that a word, re-identity? But new identity. It is now. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> Thank you, Amanda and Shannon. Um, but the point is, is that if, if I believe that, I, that there's pain, death, I mean, sure, it's true. The leaves fall, people die. It is part of it. But the bigger picture, this this broader view, if if I think that's really what my life is, then I'm going to be supporting is this whole idea that one supports what one sees and one sees vengeance, one sees that pain and and it and it seems like all my hopes and wishes, as it says, are at the mercy of a world I cannot control. And I thought also about the fires here in Seattle, we have so many fires, not just here, but all up and down the coast. Shannon and I just drove back. That's why we weren't here for the last two weeks on the show. And it's so great to be back. We love all of you people listening. But the fact is, it's been fires. And we got back just before Oregon erupted. And in Seattle, right now, we're at the studio for the first time since March. And you cannot see across the street, hardly. There's it, There's just total fog. I thought the Smoke. Yeah, smoke. smoke. Oh, smoke. So thick. Yeah. And so I'm pulling all these thoughts together because, Amanda, you brought up in a little, we were pre-talking before our show, and that two years ago when Mars was retrograde and Aquarius going, uh, retrograding back across Capricorn, that we also had this horrible smoke, but it was from Canada. So I'll finish this up in these thoughts to let you two take hold and that is, is that the geodetic in Seattle, that's a geodetic astrology um, that starts from Greenwich going all around the globe, happens to be for Seattle, the rising sign of 29 degrees Capricorn. And of course, right now, Mars is squaring Saturn and Capricorn. So that's always indicative, often, not always, but often indicative of a situation happening around the globe, astrophotography wise. And two years ago, it was also 
going across those latter degrees. And it happens to be, as you, as Amanda, you found our natal Seattle, where we're all living at this present time, um, um, astrology is one degree Capricorn. So Capricorn is so indicative of this. And so then I thought, okay, so it's happening. Fine, that's good or bad. or It is, whatever it is, but why? And it goes right back to this point that I said that all my hopes and wishes and plans appear to be at the mercy of a world I cannot control. That was one factor. If one sees life as vengeance and as separation and angst and all that, instead of a world that even in its crazy demise seems to be pushing us towards some unity and love. And the point is, is that fire, like rain and water and wind, the elements or earth, our elements, show us that we mortals who have the spark, this airy spark of life in us, must connect with the world, the nature, the the life force, whatever we want to call that universal part. And I think that is a huge part of the purpose that we're all trying to integrate. Nature is definitely on its path to let us be reminded. Yeah, and that and that reminds me of uh, how Aries is a reaction to Pisces. So every sign is reacting to the previous sign before it, and Pisces is all about that that union, that unity of one. And Aries wants to separate out of that. So one of the things to be mindful of, especially during this retrograde transit, is isolation. And and not getting too isolated from others. Mm. That's food for thought. Yeah. In a time right now where a lot of people are feeling isolated from each other, you know, the, the whole COVID, like, crackdown and everybody being kind of sequest- starting out sequestered. I mean, the place that I work at, or they're just starting to let, I work with seniors, They're just starting to let them come out of their rooms. They've been in their rooms since March. They haven't been able to like go outside or have dinners or lunches or breakfast out of their rooms. They're just starting to let them out. So, yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to kind of to get caught up in like feeling kind of down, you know, especially, you know, it's like Sun and Virgo is opposing Neptune. You got. So what Mars square is Mars squaring the moon right now? It, Mars it did, is, yeah, because the moon is in, uh, is in cancer. 21 Cancer, so They're both yeah, cardinal the moon signs. is going to square Mars soon. So, <gasps> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. You know, feel kind of like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. oh my, well, yeah. this well, is it's just a time of uncertainty, you know, yes, but yet there is a message, mm. and we'll continue this message. This is Talk Cosmos with. Cosmic Collaboration with Sue Rose Minahan, Shannon Hayes, and Amanda Pierce from Seattle. And we'll be so happy to return, and it's September 12th. Okay, in a moment. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, 
The energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable Earth sign, duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. This is Dawn Glinski from Six O'Clock Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi again. It's Talk Cosmos, September 12th, and we're talking about Mars Retrograde, which... Amanda Pierce and Shannon Hayes and myself, Sue Rose Minahan, for Cosmic Collaboration. And we've really scouted across the territory of all the transits, and there's so much more to continue. Because Mars is, especially in Aries, about our autonomy. And it is squaring the Capricorn energies of the big guys, you might say Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, So it's a very strong Capricornian conditioning factor. And Jupiter, of course, rules our south node, which just went into that in May for 18 months. So our belief systems and how our philosophy and our sense of righteousness and opinions are highlighted and under great transformation. That's what Pluto does and... One of the guiding factors would be Mercury because Mercury for 18 months is going to be really center focus. It rules the north node of Gemini and it also rules Virgo. We are in the Virgo time and we're trying to make sense out of this. Virgo is a beautiful sign that discerns. It takes all the facts that Gemini gathers up and says, okay, we'll sift this, we'll toss that, this, that, and this is the deal. It's a lot of introspection and analytical focus. So if you want to know how that threads in, that's what we're doing. In the meantime, what is the purpose? Like, oh, my goodness. And the purpose would be partly, well, it's individual, right? Because it's all in our own relationship. But the fact is, is that how do we interact? And it is a larger purpose that we potentially really need to connect with. Well, exactly, because we're going through so many changes right now, right? So, I mean, I, I think, I mean, if I can speak for myself, I mean, I know a lot of it is, you know, reevaluating, reexamining things that no longer are serving. So it's, it's kind of like a reboot, I guess, you know, it's like starting starting on a, on a different kind of path, you know, it's, a, it's kind of like eliminating things that no longer work right now. It's doing that Virgo work of cleaning up stuff and uh, making adjustments where needed, right? It also, I mean, in, and the Virgo archetype really helps in that way because it, it helps to keep things from feeling quite so chaotic. And I think these last few months, there's been a lot of chaos going on kind of all over. And and then, you know, with, with the Mars moving ahead and then going backwards, it's kind of like, you know, you're constantly readjusting your focus. 
And I will go, I know Amanda's going to say something, but I tie in what Amanda just said, because I'm reading here too, that our thoughts, if we think of it as separation, which we did with Aries, like you mentioned Amanda separating from Pisces in this constant circular process of um, take, that we develop in evolution, but still essentially there are commonalities. So it's important, you know, not to have that isolation that we were talking about just earlier and, and to change our thoughts from vengeance that it's everywhere of attack rather than of support, even though we don't understand these, what is, as you mentioned, Shannon, chaotic. Just because the, the, the system breaks down, so we don't see how A connects to B, but it's because in energy, it's, re, it's realigning. Right, exactly. A lot of realigning going on. I mean, a lot of retrogrades. I mean, that's what the retrogrades do. They kind of, it's an opportunity to re-examine and redo things, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, it kind of ties in. I mean, with so many retrogrades and, you know, the, um, the times changing, it's, it's hard to kind of get a, to, like, to totally put your foot on the ground. I mean, it's like, and then on top of it, like you were saying, like with, you know, the whole, with the Venus trying to, trying to come together at the same time, trying to be on the same page with other people, trying, you know, trying to make working, lasting partnerships and stuff to help support the changes. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty big transit this Mars retrograde. Mars typically goes through a sign in 40 days. And here it's in Aries for over six months. So there's there's some importance to this. And we we are living in quite the divisive world right now and finding finding our way out of that or through that and reflecting on that and how are we doing that in our own lives and um I think that's that's all important fodder for us right now and it's mars is also it's our energy level so there may be a need to conserve our energy or protect it or respect it in a way that we haven't before especially with the mars square saturn transit thing and that's not that's not exact until september 29th but really, it's in a three-degree orb between August 13th and October 11th. So that's a big hunk of time. And even though Mars is incredibly strong in Aries, uh, Saturn is in, in its own sign of Capricorn, and it's stronger. So there's going to be even less energy available for us to just go, go, go. It's all kind of works together with the retrograde. And we may feel frustration um, we may hit roadblocks or be pulled off course or come up against some type of bureaucracy because Saturn is always going to win in this showdown with Mars. Well, interestingly, I, it's hard. I, yeah, I, I respect what you're saying here, and I understand. But I am thinking that the fact that it's in Capricorn and rules structures and rules government and rules rules and authority, and it also has its little friend transit connections with Jupiter 
for this year because Jupiter goes once a year, which is our belief systems and the law. And then also has Pluto, which is in its, what, um, 18-year cycle or 16 because it changes. It's so elliptical um, orbit for different lengths of times. But it's in Capricorn too, and still in the last 10 degrees, all three of them, that that there's a lot of con- combined energy in with Saturn that's ruling all of it. So there's and this and along with Jupiter that rule in Capricorn that's ruling the south node. So in other words, it's what Mars is working to do is to really get us to see another perspective. And I think the perspective has to do a lot with issues we've brought up, courage that I mentioned, and you, Amanda, brought up core, heart, the rage of this. And rage can be, well, I think of the word, it's all the rage, right? You know, <laughs> one time. But so it doesn't have to be, oh, they're raging. But it could be raging is an, an intense, an intensity of, of, of heart. passion. Yes. And even the sun, you know, when those, I've studied well, to a little degree about how the sun operates, and the sun is this gaseous um, hydrogen at the core of it. And when it gets out to the outer level, it bursts in this sudden, you wouldn't, you would think when it releases, it's like, okay, I'm out. But in order to get out of that sun, it bursts with an enormous energy that's just greater than anything. And then, of course, later it can get fused together to be helium and all the different elements. But uh, fire, the sun and Mars, it's, it's, it's tremendous energy, tremendous um, strength. So, yep. Well, one of, the, one of the ways that we can work with Saturn and Mars is to be, be a little more strategic because we really got to like, get into that Saturn mindset of thinking like, of the future and not of the the immediacy because mars just wants it right now right you know but adam's not going to allow that so this is really giving us an opportunity to rework how we've been doing our mars energy and think about it in a more long-term versus short-term and kind of be more mindful of our timing and pacing with things. And yeah, holistic. Exactly, pacing, exactly. Yeah. And holistic. Yeah. That's where I keep coming up. It's not just, you know, if we have deviated off course, if we're having troubles, it's because everybody does reflect part of the whole in a certain context. And nature, whether we call it God or whether we call it universe or whether we call it nature or energy or cosmic consciousness, I don't know, you know, pick your spice and use it, but it is part of our existence. You know, it's not just the 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 dead mundane. It's it, no, no, no. Everything has got some context of life because energy never gets destroyed. It just changes its format. So I think our consciousness needs to reboot to how we're getting through. What's ours that we can control? What isn't ours that we can control? Because it is in that Piscean attitude and also the Virgo right now because Virgo is what wants to fix it. But on the Piscean process, the opposite, and of course, as we brought up, they're they're opposite, right? Neptune's opposite. The sun. The sun, yeah. yeah. 
the name of the game. Yep. And it's saying, uh, what is yours to fix and what isn't? And try to keep this lesson. And if you don't remember it, the fire is going to tell you. Of course, I don't know in whether parts of the world the fire is, but here it's like increasing by the moment. Well, and the Virgo energy is about getting real, too. You know, it's like it's easy to kind of um, to kind of get lost in everything. And, you know, with uh, Mars kind of being on hold, it is, you know, reevaluating things. And it is, you know, trying to bring everything all at once into focus, which feels chaotic. But like you said, there is a plan. And there's a need right now to have some kind of a plan. You know, it, it is a time to be thinking about what you want your next steps to look like. Yeah, and and with the the Mars retrograde in Seattle, or with the the smoke plume that has come in through oh from God. up from Ooh. Oregon and California, I mean, this is like we're pretty much locked down oh, at this absolutely. point. It, it's possible. Uh, I heard someone talking about how it was possible that we have potentially the worst air quality yes. in the world yes. right now. My husband's yes. in Hawaii Ooh. and he told me that. He said all up and down the coast is the worst in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading that earlier today too. You know, I mean it's just so weird. It's like these whole times have felt like like um like a total lockdown. You know, I mean and mm-hmm. with the Mars like retrograde like this, it's like what we want to do is like get through this. But it's like, you know, you see like the fires, you see the smoke, you see all this like kind of crazy energy that come comes as a blockage, right? Ooh. And it's kind of like Yeah. Jupiter's direct. Right? Jupiter's, and Jupiter's direct. direct right Yay. now. Woohoo. Thank yeah. God, right? It was six thirty three, I think you said. Yeah, six thirty three. Jupiter went Woo-hoo-hoo. direct. Yeah. At Pacific Pacific Daylight Time. Yeah. We're moving. Yeah. So We're Jupiter's moving. gonna help like get us you know, get us going, get us on that path, you know, it's like with the vision, with the vision. Exactly. It's like, we have to have vision right now. You know, it's like, I mean, it's huge because I mean, I know from talking to people, people have been kind of down, people have been feeling lost, isolated, locked down, you know, you can't do this. Nothing to depend on. Right. Exactly. It's like, what do you depend on? You know, it's like, but that's like what you and you know you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is like there has to, you have to have faith in something right now, you know you have to have a backbone. They're like you have to find your support, right? It's yeah, true. and heart yeah. and all of that. Yes, oh, and boy. Saturn Saturn can also act as that backbone. Oh, you know? absolutely! It's all about structure. So yep. if we can work with that, uh, that energy, that'll make this a lot smoother for all of well, us. Especially and it's a matter of finding out what it goes back to the values, doesn't it, to Venus, all these inner planets, they all have the beautiful parts of the cog of the wheel. And Venus is values. And as you had mentioned earlier, a little conversation, Amanda, you were saying that Mars activates those and so there is this struggle between them trying to get us to understand what the greater purpose is. And, of course, it's a, Venus rules both Taurus and Libra, so it also is purpose, so much purpose. Well, and the sun in Virgo is about mm. finding purpose, too. You know, I yes, mean, it's service. like it's right at the cusp. Exactly. It's a service-orientated. But it's also about purpose. I mean, these are all like inner Earth. planets. I mean, they all represent us, you know, some part of us. You know, they're not the outer planets. So, 
and it's below the horizon. Mm-hmm. Right. Virgo I mean, still, and you know, yes. and, and everything's being kind of triggered with all these transits. So, you know, it's about everything. Well, I have a different different thought, and that is, is that on this trip to California and back, we were doing a shipment voyage, very <laughs> ju- oh, yeah, right, um, um, mercurial, yes, the North Node, for a neighbor, very third house, and for myself, shipping across the water, going to Kona, Kalua Kona, which is also very Jupiterian, I guess, but because across the water, but the fact is, we stopped by Crater Lake, and the interesting part of this national park that I had not realized because it had been a volcano 7,700 years ago, and the reason is volcanoes and fire and Mars, so related. And so it blew up. But the fact is, amazingly, it's not fed by any rivers. It is the deepest uh, lake in the nation. I don't know about the world, but it's very deep, and I didn't read how deep, but it does seem to be so evident of the Plutonian, too, that it is so deep and that the water maintains because of precipitation. I think it's a fog that lays on top of it, Shannon was explaining, and that the evaporation, and and because of the height, because water's always evaporating, there's this uh, symbiotic relationship between air and water that they you know, it's they still work together. Mm-hmm, yeah, they it's do. Like the water does evaporate, but then Until that it cloud rains. and the rain for the for fill it back up again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a perfect system, almost like a steam engine. Right? You know, when you think about it. But right for two elements that, like in astrology, don't really. You know, they're not right. like so complementary. It's interesting how how they are complementary in nature like that. And yes. they can still work yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah. Well, particularly when you think of the solstice, summer solstice, it is between Mercury of Gemini and Cancer of the Moon mm-hmm. right there on June 20th, 21st. Yep. So n- here we have this volcano, and, and also life started progressively, I think is a pretty predominant scientific viewpoint, in the water, down with the volcanoes because of the heat. And there's this bug that, what's the name of this? So, Like a it, microbe? It's called a midge fly. And oh, it lays the midge fly. eggs right. on the lake surface. They sink 2,000 feet to the bottom to hatch and feed on larvae and mature as pupae. And then the pups slowly wiggle and float to the surface to emerge as an adult, and the cycle begins again. I just thought, thinking of fire, thinking of this, the start of the zodiac, it's not just the zodiac, but the start of our uh, system of, of thought, of this fire, this emergence, this start of individuation. And with the heat and water, which is also 90 degrees cancer, cardinal sign, emerging birth, and the depth of it, so significant of the times that we're living in. Does that make sense? I think so. It's a, you're, you're basically talking about that Aries <laughs> birth energy, yes, right? Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Mary <laughs> and Virgo to the rescue. Yeah, well, like the Mars and Pluto energy, right? Yeah. 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 Because Mars is actually the lower octave of Pluto. Oh, yes. We should mention that. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. And Mars is trying to do the conscious work to bring forward Pluto's ultimate soul goals in this Ooh. lifetime. Right. So this is, you know, this is an important transit to, to do all that rework, the reflecting, the re-envisioning, the reclaiming. Uh, but it's also, it's, it's about going inward with Mars, especially it's not about standing still. This isn't about just being um, dormant within and kind of dormant and stopping your life. This is, no dormant volcanoes. No, thing, <laughs> but you, you're just, you're moving forward, but it's an, you're also doing active reflection right. so that you can part. gain as much as possible during this transit. It's almost like learning to drive backwards in a way. Oh, well, I had to yeah, do that in the truck thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 26 feet. Yeah, oh my exactly. gosh. We started yeah. early. Mars retrograde. <laughs> we were doing so much Mars. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, we were doing a lot of Mars, I think. Yeah, that's really good, though, Amanda. That's active reflection. Yeah, exactly. It's not a time to sit still and do nothing. And, you know, the the deal is, is you do that under transits like that, and life is going to, like, make you move erupt. anyway. It you know, and, and, yeah. and then you don't get to make your own choices. So it's always better yes. I mean, to stop and reflect, but to keep 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 the goal in mind. You know, yeah, and be an active participant, participant with the universe. Exactly. You know, this is like co-creating with it, and just because we're going retrograde doesn't mean that we're just stopping and waiting for exactly. forward movement. There's purpose to it. Yep, great purpose, and yeah. it is important to remember. Yes, with Mars, and to yeah. interconnect. I was just looking at this chart again to see what is speaking because. In some ways, really, there's a, well, not quite, but the sun at 20 degrees opposite, as we had mentioned, Neptune, in, Neptune in its own sign, which will be for another eight, six years, or five years or something um, in Pisces. But it is, you could say it's square the nodes because it's all mutable. Yeah. So which is the south node and the north node, which is, as we've brought up, Sagittarius ruled by the Jupiter and with the Capricorn energy. And then the north node in Mercury, which, um, not in Mercury, in Gemini, thank you. And of course, Mercury rules both Gemini and Virgo, the sun. But Mercury is in Libra right now. Of course, it transits every month pretty quickly. But that is, again, going back to that Venus trying to find the common denominator, trying to connect opposing forces. Well, yeah, and Venus is in Leo right now, which Leo is all about, like, you know, like you were saying earlier about the heart and heart-centeredness and... um, and they're connected, I mean, yeah. through a sextile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're really trying to talk to each other again. Yeah. Okay, what window are you looking at? Oh, well, I see this. Oh, well, gosh, I didn't see that part, but okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's so many connections going on with the planets right now. I mean, and but, Mars at the forefront, you know. It's, and this is important perhaps, too, because 
Jupiter went direct right within the last 20 minutes yeah we are this will be like a seed moment right just to mention to our wonderful audience and I will tell our audience that next week we'll have our last week with a Virgo and I think Wendy Wyrock is returning with us and I'll let you know so if you want to know exactly sign up and I'll send you an email (laughs) of course but we are so thankful to have all of you and right now it is cosmic collaboration with my panel team members for the last year and ongoing both Amanda Pierce and Shannon Hayes at this moment we're all in Seattle next month we're gonna have (laughs) three destinations (laughs) going with the flow yeah and and one thing one thing I wanted to mention there was I ran across a quote from a Carlos Castaneda book, yes. and it's it's Don Juan explaining the shaman's cognitive processes to Carlos, and it really it really um, felt pertinent to the Mars retrograde process. So here's what Car- what Don Juan said. He says, for instance, perceiving energy directly as it flows in the universe is a unit of cognition that shamans live by. They see how energy flows and they follow its flow. If its flow is obstructed, they move away to do something entirely different. And that just felt like so much about what we need to keep in mind for this Mars retrograde, that sometimes it's the indirect path (laughs) that works best, whereas Mars and Aries really wants it to be direct, but that may not get us where we want to go as quickly. Right. It's absolutely. Superb. Absolutely. You, you know, know, there's a need for flexibility in these times. Yeah. Yeah. And and lifting from the set thought, there can be so much, you know, Ronis's and Taurus. My father would all that supports what he would say. He said, you know, if I can't find something and he was elder years, he says he discovered that if he just stopped that energy and went away for a moment, then he'd come back and he could find it. And I thought, well, I guess I didn't realize that he was talking Carlos Castanaga talk. Oh. <laughs> very true, you know. That's really superb. I think that spells it out. It's like give ourselves a break. Realize that there's oh, the yeah. higher view, another view. Regain focus. Right. Well, Jupiter will be leading the way, right? The first one out of the retrograde pile. Yeah, what have there been? Right? Six planets? Yeah. Just extraordinary. I yeah. mean, there often is because the outer planets go retrograde for about half a year or something. But this year, it's amazing. We've had all inner planets go retrograde. Mercury always does. It still has Scorpio at the end of the year to do. And now we have Mars and we have Venus. So there's just a lot we're refiguring. We have a few yes, minutes. Yes, there is. A few moments. Well, it's always such an intense pleasure and so glad to get back into the saddle we might say and um, I'm going to miss this beautiful wonderful studio here at 1150 KKNW and you know for the audience we are live in Pacific time always at 6pm and in October on the 9th will be my last Thursday morning um, edition but we're changing with the times, and we're going to work out how to connect with our audience more. We love you so much, and I'm so grateful for both Shannon and Amanda. So we're all saying thank you and fare thee well on the times. 
the new times. Thank you Thank all. Thank you. <laughs> nice to hang out with you again. Yeah. yeah. Yes, as always. As we'll always. come back and have more party time at KKNW. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> have a great time. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.